beginning from Lamed Dalid Omer Aleph, three lines in the bottom, Ton Rabbanon. Ton Rabbanon, Eilu Brochos Sh'odom Shoyche Behen. Now we're learning the Brochos a person bows during Shemun Esrei. These are the Brochos a person bows at. Ba'avais, Tchilu V'Soif, by Birchus Avais, the beginning of the Brocha, and at the end of the Brocha, by Magen Avram. Be'ahaidah, Tchilu V'Soif, by Maidim, the beginning of Maidim and the end of Maidim is Lahoidois. Once again, Lahoidois. Okay, so that's the beginning of Avais and the end of Avais, the beginning of Haida and the end of Haida. And the person wants to bow. At the end of every Bracha, and the beginning of every Bracha. Interestingly, Lashin here, we tell him, Belandin Oisoi Shlo Yishra. We educate the person that he should not bow there at the end of every Bracha or the beginning of every Bracha. Amr Shimon Pazim Ayashuban Levi, Mishun Barkapor, Hedyoit, Kimoisha Marno. So, a regular person, he bows, like we just said, the beginning of Avais, end of Avais, beginning of Maidim, end of Maidim. However, a Kayin Gadol, now we turn to Lamed Dalad Amud Beis, a Kayin Gadol, Besoif, called Brachu Bracha. He, what does he do? He bows at the end of every Bracha. Now, there's a beautiful Rashi, a Yisoyiz Diki Rashi, in the top of the Amud over here. Where Rashi says, why is the Kayin Gadol bowing at the end of every single Bracha? Mm-hmm. The greater the person is, he has to humble himself even more. So, this is a Yisraelic Rashi because it applies to everyone's life. The greater a person is, just like by the Melech, we discussed the Melech when he's vowing, by the Melech, what does he do? He has a separate mitzvah by what? A Sefer Torah. The, everybody has a mitzvah to write a Sefer Torah. The, the Melech himself, I'm just using this as an example, has a mitzvah to have a Sefer Torah with him at all times. To make sure he humbles himself and he shouldn't become too haughty. That's a very serious Garashi that no matter who, how great the person is, he has to encourage himself to focus on humility. <coughs> We're saying the Kohen Godly says Kohen Godly was safe, not the battle time. Well, we get the battle all time in a minute. It says safe, kol bracha u bracha, at the end of every bracha. Okay? At the end of every bracha. Now, Vahamelech, the king, Tchilos kol bracha, ubracha, v'soif kol bracha, ubracha. He bows where? At the beginning of every bracha and the end of every bracha. So there's a difference between the Kohen Gadol who only bows at the end of every bracha, but we're saying here the Melech is of the highest Madrega. And the Melech bows in the beginning of every bracha of Shemun Esrei and at the end of every bracha of Shemun Esrei. The way I know, he, he says over from Shubham Levi differently. Like we learned on that what? Beginning of Avois, end of Avois. Beginning of Maidim, end of Maidim. What does he do? He bows the beginning of every bracha. Not like we said above the first line on the Amud at the end of every bracha. Tchilos kol bracha bracha. The melech, a melech kevan shekora. Once the king bows down, he stays bent over, 
Shuv Einoizoikev. He does not string himself up until he finishes his, his tefillah. Shnemar, as it says, by Shlomo Melech Rikichaloyz Shlomo Lehispalel, and it wasn't Shlomo finished bowing. That that's when he stood up. Now it says, Kamil's name is Beach Hashem Michroya Al Berkov. He stood up from from the uh, bowing from the Mizbech and from the Mizbech Hashem from his bowing position on his knees. Okay. Now, once we discuss the bowing positions, we continue with this topic of bowing. Tanobanan. Kida. What is this Kida position of bowing? That's Alapayim. That's bowing on your face. Okay. That's bowing with your face on the ground. Shinemar. Vatikod rather Batsheva Apayim Eretz. Kriya. What's Kriya? Alberkaim. Kriya means your knees, bowing with your knees. Shinemar, the Pasuk says, like we just had above, Mikroya Alberkov, the cap of Perusois Hashemayim. Hishtachava. What is the word Hishtachava? What kind of bowing is that? Zu Pishu Yedaim Reglaim. That's when you would spread out your hands and your feet. That's Ishtachava. Shnemar, Hova Novoy, the Pasuk says, in, in Breshis, a very familiar Pasuk, we just had it recently. Hova Novoy, Aniv, Imoch, Vimchov, Achech, Ishtachva, Islacha, Arza. When the, Vaisabra, Laviv, Velechov, by Yosef telling him, telling his father and his brothers that everyone's gonna come, come and bow down to him. That's Ishtachava. Pishu Yadayim Reglayim. Shnemar, fine, we just saw that. Amrav Chia Berei the Rav Huna Chazinu Lahula Abayi Verava the Mitzalu Atzluye. He says, I saw that Abayi Verava. Rashi says, Kishenoiflin Al Penehem, Ein Poishni Yadayim Raglayim. When they would fall on their face, they wouldn't spread out their hands and their feet. Elo says Rashi, Matin Al Sidayim. They would tilt to their sides. Tani Chada, one brayso we learned Hakareya Bahido Hareza Meshubach. We learned one brayso. You have you have one. The Tani Ido Hareza Maguna. Another brayso says that if you bow Bahido, it's disgraceful. So what's going on over here? Is it appropriate to bow Bahido or it's not appropriate? So we have to clarify what Bahido are we talking about? It sounds like we're talking about Moedim like Kasha. Whereas it's not a Kasha. So the first answer thing I wants to suggest is that if you bow by the beginning of Maidim, that's not a problem. But bowing by the end of Maidim, it is a problem. But that's also going to pose a problem for us because we said earlier, that's what you're supposed to do. Rava bowed by Haido, beginning of Haido, and end of Haido. Why did he do like this? <coughs> you know, isn't it a problem to bow at the end? Isn't it disgraceful? Because you saw his Rebbe that bowed also the beginning and the end. And you saw also that Rav Sheish is bowed the beginning of Haida and end of Haida. We learn in the Braisa, if you bow by Haida, that is disgraceful. That's not praiseworthy. So why were they doing like this? So the Gemara clarifies, we're not talking about Haida of Maidim or the end of the bracha of Lecha Ne'el is the end of the Haida part. But rather, we're talking about Haida of Halal. Where do you have Haida in Halal? So Rashi answers our question and he says, This is the Haida of Halal. That we, one might thought, might have thought that 
he should bow by Hidov Halel. So that that's where the Brisa says if one bows of Hidov Halel, that is Meguno, that is not praiseworthy, that is not appropriate. Then the Gemara says another possible, uh, another answer to where also one should not be, bow, be, be bowing in Hidov, because that is not appropriate. So the Gemara says of Hidov Shel Halel. So really, the word says, really, the haidah, you should not be bowing, is the haidah of what? Of benching. Where is there a haidah in benching? That we have that by Noidulacha. Noidulacha is, is the, is the haidah that we're saying, don't bow by the benching of, of Noidulacha. Okay. So that was the discussion of bowing. And halachalamaisa, of course, we don't add more than what is instituted by the Chachamim. So we bow at the beginning of Avais, we bow at the end of Avais, we bow at the beginning of Maidim, and we bow at the end by Olachanel Ohidas. However, this that we see over here, there are different discussions of being in a bent position during Shemana Esrei by different people, the Kain Gadol, the Melech. This is one of the sources the place can explain for being in a bent-over position during Yom Naraim. So during the Yom Naraim davening of Roshanah and Yom Kippur, we want to humble ourselves even more. So just like we said from the first Rashi, the greater person is, you have to humble yourself. The time of humility, to express oneself with humility, is definitely a time frame of when? Of Yom Naraim. And that being the case, a person... We have the, there are those that have the meaning to be a bent over position. Now, during Shemesi, now before you finish your bracha, you have to make sure that you do what? You stand up straight. Because when you're going to bow, in other words, if you're coming to a bracha of maidim, but you've been bent over the whole time, so now it looks like you're adding to the kriyas, which that's why you have to make sure you stand up straight before you bow. Let's begin with the last Mishnah of the fifth parak. We now begin the last mission. The mission says, uh, of the fifth parak in Brachas here, Hamispalil vitoa. A person was davening, and he made a mistake in his davening. Simon Raloi. It's a bad sign for him. So Simon Raloi. Okay? So, to what degree is Simon Ra? So basically we're saying here that it has a, a Simon that his tefillah is not mekubal. That his tefillah is not accepted. However, it's even worse if the person who made a mistake is a chazan. Now it's simaral shluchov. Now it's a bad sign for the tzibur. Why? Because the messenger is like the one who sent him. The, listen to the words. He's the shliach tzibur. He's the messenger of the tzibur. So if he makes a mistake, now it's a simaral for the tzibur. Amru Allah al Rabchanina ben Doisa. They said about Rabchanina ben Doisa. Shahayim ispalil al hachilim. When he was dying for the sick people, vo'aymer, and he would say, ze chai, vize meis. This one will live, and this one will not. So Amru Allah, minayinato yadeyo. How do you know? Like you're getting a message from Shemayim, who's going to live and who's not, who's not going to live? Amr Lahem, so Rechinim Adaisa said back, Im Shigurot Filosi Bifi, if my tefillah is fluid, it's clear, it's smooth, 
then your deani shumakubal. I know my teal is accepted. Vimlav, your deani shumaturov. But if I'm not able to say the words in a smooth way, then I see my tefillah is maturof. It's like my tefillah is like torn up, is not accepted. Okay, there's a Rashi brings down Lashen, what's maturof? Lashen, tarfin loy tefillah of Like they rip up the tefillah in front of him. Mm-hmm. So the one has a question. Ahaya. How do you know the person who is davening is, is, is mispal vital? It's a simarawa. Omar of Safra, Mishum Chad, Debei, Rebbe, Bo'avois. Okay. So the question is, on which bracha of Shemayna Esrei are we saying is a simara for the person? That he makes a mistake in that bracha, that is a simara. So Omar of Chiyabar, Omar of Chiyabar, Omar of Safra, Mishum Chad, Debei, Rebbe, that the bracha that if he makes a mistake in is the Ovois. If he makes a mistake in the Ovois, the Baruch of Ovois, Berechus Magen Avram, that's a Simen Ra. Eger demasim lo abraiso. They're also asking the abraiso. I'm a spalel tzarishir chavin this liboy bekulon. Person who davens from Esrei yet to make sure you have kavano in all the brachos. We may not yochel chavin bekulon. If you're not able to mechavin in all the brachos. You should at least make sure you have kavana in one bracha. Which is his bracha? This is the bracha of Avais. That's what we're saying over here, that you have to make sure you have kavana of all your damage when that's right. But at the very least, if a person did not have kavana in the bracha's Avais, he has to go back and preach when that's right. However, nowadays, since we are concerned that if you have a lack of kavana the first time around, you also might have a lack of kavana the second time around. But there are ways to fix this. In fact, we're going to see there's a girsa that says that if you didn't have kavana in a voice, then you can make it up by moidim. You can make it up by moidim, having kavana in moidim. So there are those that learn that the, the, the mistake he made was in a voice or moidim. There are those that the Rakeach has such a gears like this. Now, what is the mistake he made? The mistake he made, he could have he said the words incorrectly. Sometimes a person is in the middle of, of davening and he skips a line, skips a word, any mistake like this. Any mistake that, that's not coming out fluid. Something something like this. That's gonna be a mistake. Now, the Mishnah said, So we said he said he knows where who's gonna live and who's not gonna live. By the by, the clarity and the fluidness of his tefillahs. What's the source of Rabbi Chanina is saying here that he knows his tefillah is accepted or not? The pasuk says, "Baruch is creator of the niv sasayim of the utterances of the lips." So this is the source that if the words come out. Clearly, in a clear fashion, without stumbling on them, then we're saying that his tefillos are mekubul and the person will live. All the neviim, they all prophesied about the goodness for Klai Yisrael and in the Chomus for Klai Yisrael. There's a very famous Gemara here now. For a person who marries his daughter, you want to have great things come to the person, 
marry your daughter to a Tamil Chacham. You know what else you should do? Make sure you do business with a Tamil Chacham. And also you have Nechasim, you have items. Benefit the Tamil Chacham with your items. You will be someone who, you the one who is benefiting the Tamil Chacham. You the one who's doing business with the Tamil Chacham. You the one who married your daughter to the Tamil Chacham. You will be the one who's benefiting the most from this. So that's what we're saying. The Nevi'im, they prophesied and they saw the reward for such great, for, for a person who does those things. But, but the Tamidim themselves, who are Oisik Betaira, says the Pasuk in Ishaya, Perik Samach Dalid, Pasuk Gimel, Ayin Loi Rosa Lakim, Zuloscha Yasan Lechakaloi. All the goodness for the one who learns Taira, even the Nevi'im themselves are not able to see how great that, that reward is. Who's that? Only Akadish Baruch. Only Akadish Baruch. Ayin the eye, Loi Rosa. Is not able to see this. It's appropriate to point out how the Mepharshim explain that the Ayin Rosa only Hashem is able to know and to see the reward for the Tamil Chacham applies equally 100% for those who support Taira. As we have the Yisach Zvulun, as we have all the support of the Taira, the Taira that is learned by that Tamil Chacham, is equally given over that reward, over to the one who supported the Torah. Now is not the time to discuss all the sources for that. They prophesied for the greatness of what's going to take place during the times of Yemaisa But the world to come, which is a different time period, only Akash Baruch who knows it's going to be the Oilam Haba. Mark continues, Oplegi the Shmuel is Machlekis, with Shmuel Dama Shmuel, Ain Bain Oilam Azeh, Limais Mashiach. There is no difference between Oilam Azeh and Limais Mashiach, Elo Shibud Malchus Bilvat. The difference is going to be between Shibud Malchus. We will not be subjugated to the world that's going on. Like now, in this generation, this time today, we will not be subjugated. There will not be she with Malchus. But everything else, everything else will exist. That's the difference between Moisa Mashiach and Nati Moisa Mashiach. Shinemar says in regards to Mitzvah Stalker, Ki lo yechdal That you see over here, he's saying that in the future, you're going to have also Aniyim and Ashirim. You'll have poor people and you'll have wealthy people. But, Moisa Mashiach, but, in other words, even in Yomasa Mashiach, you'll have Aniyam and Ashir in this world. Now, Rabbi Yaichanon was of the opinion that Yomasa Mashiach is going to be different. And where does he bring that to be different? Because he says, the Navi says in Zechariah, Parakidal, the Pasuk of Allah, it says, There will not be Kinani. In other words, there will not be Aniyam in the future. When when Yimoyim Mashiach during that time period, so that's the pliga, that's the machlokes between uh, the machlokes with Shmuel. Amr Abchiya Barabo, Amr Rabbi Yochanan, the Kol Anavim Kol Anunis Nabo Evo Elul Balichuva. All the Neviim they prophesized for what for the Balichuva. 
for those who did, did Averus, they were Choyte, and they, they came back, and they did Shuvah. Avot Tzadikim Gemurim, but the tzaddik, it's a people who were tzaddikim from the first place. They didn't do averus in the first place. Only Hashem is aware of the reward that awaits them. Now the Gemara has a machlokes on this past statement as well. Pligod the Rabbavo, the Amar Rabbavo, Mokim Shebal Tshuva Oimdin, Tzadikim Gemurin Einan Oimdin. Very famous Gemara that the place where the Balei Tshuva are Oimdin, those who did averus. And then they came back in the tshuva. Then the tzaddikim gemurin, the righteous tzaddikim who never did averus, they cannot even stand in the place where the bali tshuva stand. But that's a machlokes because we just said the opposite. We just said that tzaddikim are in a higher place right. than the bali tshuva. And what's the source? I see, I see implying. So where does Gemara learn that bali tshuva are on a higher level? Shneimar it says shalom shalom la rochik la korev. Amar Hashem Right, that's the pasuk we had earlier. So, how do you see from here? So, the Gemara learns out, La Rachik Bereisha. So, first the person was Rachik. What does a Rachik mean? Rachik means he was at a distance, he was far away. Meaning what? He did Averus. The Hodar, then it says Lakorev. Then, then he's close by. Right? Shalom, Shalom, La Rachik, Lakorev. So, when the Gemara is learning out, this that it says, Shalom, Peace be upon who? La Rachik, the one who's far away. So why is he far away? Because first he did Shuva, then La Korv, then did Sadik. That's how the Gemara is learning that the Baal Shuva is Nahaya Madrega. Rabbi Yechanan, what about Rabbi Yechanan? How did he learn that the Madrega of the Tzadik Gomer, the one who never did an Avera, that he's in a higher level? <coughs> Rabbi Yechanan, <coughs> Amr Allah will tell you, my Rachik, what does it mean Rachik? Shaya Rachik midvara Avera Mikara. That this person was so far away from doing an Aveira. That's what Rachik means. Rachik means that he distanced himself. Who's the one who distanced himself from doing Aveira? That's a Tzadik Gomer. Right? He never did an Aveira. Umay Karoiv, Shaya Karoiv Ledvar Aveira. He was close to a Dvar Aveira. He was close to doing Aveira. Nisrachik Mimeno Hashta. And now this person distanced himself from doing the Aveira. So this is the... He changed his place. Since right. the, the Gemara is bringing the positive that the Rochik is Rochik from Aveira, so you see that this person is, is greater than the Baal Shuvah. Even though, okay. even though the Baal Shuvah, that's how the Gemara is learning. This is Rabbi Yechon Shita. Shmuel says the other way around, that the Baal Shuvah, the place where the Baal Shuvah, understand, one of the basic pshatim of why, a, first of all, let's understand, first of all, there's a mistake what people think Baal Shuvah means. Baal Shuvah does not necessarily mean a person who was never religious, never did mitzvahs. That's not... Yes, that's true, what's about, what Baal Shuvah means. That is true. Baal Shuvah means a person who could have been born in B'nai Brak, and, and, and I'm just thinking of a religious place over there, and, and he did every mitzvah and he was doing his mitzvahs throughout his life, Right. But yeah. he also sure, did, he, he also, a person also does Averis. So he did Averis, and now he did Shuvah for that Avera, right? That's also called a Baal Shuvah. Uh, he did Shuvah for those Averis. The different understandings of Baal Shuvah. The basic understanding of Shmuel's understanding of the Baal Shuva, that Shmuel is saying that the place where the Baal Shuvah stand, that the, the Tzadikim can't even begin to stand, is because the Baal Shuvah have, have, had created in himself, for different circumstances, a certain type and a desire for certain Aveira. Right. And now, because he, now he, he conquered it. According to Rabbi Yochanan, yeah. he, 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 he kept and climbing the ladder in the right direction. He never deviated his whole entire life. 
So Shmuel will say, excuse me, Rabbi Yechon will say, no, the, the Tzadik Gomer is a higher Madrega. Okay, let's give him our vaita. Let's go further. So the Pasuk says, Ayin Loi Rosa. My. My Ayin Loi Rosa. What does it mean an eye? The eye never saw this. So we said that one who, we gave examples, that one who uh, learns Torah, and we explain also the one who supports the Torah is the same way that no one besides Hashem knows the reward of such a person. And as well as Oilam Haba, no one knows the reward of Oilam Haba, only Kosh Baruch. This refers to Ze Yain Hamishumer Ba'anovov, Mishesh's Mebrejus. This refers to the wine, which was the guard of the special wine that was created, Mishesh's Mebrejus. It's Ainoi Rosa. No one understands the depths of that benefit of that wine. That's, that's, that's destined for the Tzadikim, Okay. And that's once again referring to the reward of Oilam Abba. That's referring to the word of Oilam Abba that only Akash Baruch knows. Rabbi Shumu Barnachemeni Omar Ze Eden. Now normally, normally we think of Gan Eden, right? We're going to learn something here which is going to be a massive Chiddush. We now just said Rabbi Shumu Barnachemeni Omar Ze Eden. What is Eden? Eden is Ein Lai Rosa. Aiden is the name of a place. No one, no human being ever saw Aiden. So you'll ask me one second. The Adam Chava and the Nachosh weren't they in Gan Aiden? Now listen to what I just said. I said Gan Aiden. We're saying Ayin Rasa, the I never saw, that's referring to Aiden. Let's see the Gemara. Shema Taimar, maybe you'll say, Adam Arishin, Adam Arishin, he was, Vaita Hashem Lekim, Gan Be'eden, Mikedem, Vayasim Sham Esa Adam Asher Yatsar, that Hashem put him in Gan Eden. Heichon Haya, so where was Adam Arishin? So Adam Arishin, it's not a kash. Gemara says, it was Began. Adam Arishin was in Gan, but he was never in Eden. The Shemet Taimer, who Gan, who Aiden? Maybe you'll tell me Gan and Aiden are the same place. Tamaloimer, the Nor Yates, me Aiden, Lahashkois, Eshagon. So you see over here that you have two different places. Gan Luchod, you have Luchod, you have Luchod, the Aiden Luchod. You have two different places here. That the river is coming out from where? The river is coming out from Aiden. To water the Gan, the garden. So you ask, you could ask a good trivia question to somebody, ask them, was anybody ever in Aden? You say, of course, wait, wait, you never learned the Brachas? Other was in Aden. So you don't have to get him back, ask, ask me if you ever learned the Brachas, Lam, Dal, and Beis. But, but you see over here, the Gemara is telling us, no, no one, Ayn Rosa, no one ever saw Aden. All the Marisha was in Gan. This passage says Gan Ba'eden and means in Gan. Gan. Zot Gemaravait. Ton Rabbanan. Maise Shechol Benoishto Rabbi Gamliel. There's a Maise that the son of Rabbi Gamliel got sick. Shiger, Rabbi Gamliel sent Shnei Tamidei Chacham Eitzah Rabchanina Bendoisa. He sent two messengers to Rabchanina Bendoisa, the great Sadik. Levakish Shalov Rachamim. That Rabchanina Bendoisa should daven for the refuah of the son of Rangamliel. Came in Shiroi, Rabchanim ben Daisa, he saw these two messengers approaching him. What did he do? He went to the attic of his house, went to the next floor, 
He davened that the son of Gamliel should, should heal. Should I refer Shlema? When Rechinin came down, Omer Lehem, so he told these two messengers of Ragamliel, Lichu, go back to Ragamliel. Because his fever has already gone down. So Omer Loi, the Shlichim were a little uh, taken aback. What do you mean? Your prophet? How do you know his fever came down? I'm not a Navi, I'm not the son of a Navi. This is my Mesoira for my Rebbeim. If when I dive in, the words come out smoothly, I know my Tfila on the sick person that I'm davening from Tabra for Shlema has been accepted by Akash Baruch. But if my tefillah is not sedur b'fi, organized well and coming out smoothly, I know shumaturov. And if since my tefillah is all whether it means I'm not able to concentrate clearly or not able to say the words properly, then unfortunately that person is not going to heal from his illness and he will not live too much longer. Yashvu v'kosvu v'kivnu oiso yesho v'kshabo eitzel ramamlio so the messengers made note of that moment let's call it 3 p.m. that Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa I'm giving a marshal of 3 p.m. it wasn't exactly 3 p.m. I don't know what time it was that Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa told them that go back to Rabbi and his son is healed. They went back and they told Gamliel he was healed at this and this time. And when they came to Gamliel, Omer Lahen, they told him Avoido. They told him the mice had happened. And Gamliel says Avoida. He's nishbani. He's like swearing. The same moment in time that you said that Rebchanina told you that my son was healed, was exactly that moment. Which comes to show what? It was his tefillah to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that cured him. Obviously Hashem is the one who cured him. Meaning because of this tefillah of Rechonim and Naisa. L'chisartem, l'chisartem, elakach ha'yamaisa. B'oise shoh, chalat l'chamo, v'shoh lono, mayim l'shtos. At that moment, my son's fever went down, and he woke up and he asked for water to drink. Now, what I find remarkable, this Gemara, is for me, for you, for us, to be misspelled at this Mishnah, at this Gemara with Rechamin and Daisa, that he knew when his tefillahs were coming out clearly and properly, that that person who he's dying for had a refuel shalema. Everybody over here, we're all, we're all like taken aback. What I'm more astounded is that Roman Gamaliel was astounded. Roman Gamaliel couldn't believe it. The Shluchim couldn't believe it. Do you hear what's going on in the Gemara? Roman Gamaliel couldn't believe it that Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa knew exactly, knew, was, was so com- confident that his tefillah was so pale, it accomplished that his son at that moment was healed. Roman Gamaliel was blown away of the greatness of Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa. It just gives us this, this, this harocha. Of, of a little, little 
inkling of, of the greatness of Rechanina ben Daisa here. Meshu Maitzah be Rechanina ben Daisa. Another Maitzah with Rechanina ben Daisa. Sheholach lilmoid Taira Eitzel Rabbi Yochim and Zaka. He went to go on Taira by Rabbi Yochim and Zaka. V'chol b'noish Rabbi Yochim and Zaka. And Rabbi Yochim and Zaka's son got sick. So, Omar Loi, Rabbi Yochim and Zaka said to Rabbi Yochim and Daisa, Chanina b'ni, Chanina my son, Bakish lov rachmin v'yichya. Please, request from Hashem mercy that my son should live because of his deathly situation. Heniach roishoy ben berkov ubikish lov rachmin. So Reb Chanina ben Doisa he put his head in between his his knees, which is an expression of humility. And he davened to Hashem v'choyo, and his son Rabbi Yochanan Zakai's son was healed. Om Rabbi Yochanan Zakai. Rabbi Yochanan Zakai then said as follows: Il mola yetiach ben Zakai as roishe ben birkov kolayim kuloi. He's saying about himself: If I would have put my head in between my feet and did what Rabbi Chanina ben Daisa did the whole entire day, kolayim kuloi loyahoyu mashgichim loyahoyu mashgichalov. Then Shemayim, they wouldn't have answered my tefillahs. So, guess who asked him the following question? His wife says the following thing: Is your student, your Talmud, Chanina, is he greater than you? That when he davens, his tefillahs answers, but when you daven, your tefillahs not answered. So Amr Law, Rabbi Yechon Zakai said back, laugh. No, that's not the pshat. He's like the Evid, the servant in front of the king. And I'm like the officer in front of the king. An Evid, a servant, always has to be there by the king to make sure the king gets what he needs. He goes in and out without knocking on the door because he has to make sure he's there to give the king the towel, the grapes, whatever the king needs. Me, I have to make sure I get my appointment at the right time to speak to the Melech. Some of the Mepharshim explain that what's pshat that Rabbi Chinnam and Daisa's tefillahs answer so much like this? Because when it comes to a person, who was the greatest man that ever lived? Moshe Rabbeinu. He was also the on of Mikol Adam, the most humblest of all men. His tefillahs saved Klai Yisrael. It's humility that will bring out the tefillah to be answered. Now, there's no question Rabbi, Chinnam, Rabbi Yochum and Zakai was extremely humble. We can begin to, uh, to understand his humility. And we learned the Gemara in Brachas Daf Zayin that said that he greeted everybody. He was the God of Hadar. And the Gemara in Sugadav Chachesam and Alfi, we mentioned many times, talks about how he learned Kola the Safra, the Sefri, everything. He knew the language of the trees and the birds and everything out there. That's Rabbi Yechem and Zakai. And he greeted Afilu Akum Shabashuk. He greeted even the non Jew in the street first before the non Jew greeted him. And only a person who has humility is going to be greeting someone else before they greet him. I'm the Galador, I'm the great Tzaddik, you greet me first. No, Rabbi Yochum and Zakai greeted everyone first. That is humility. But, Mepharshim explained that Rabbi Yochum and Zakai was the Galador, he was the leader, he wasn't as humble as Rabbi Chanim and Daisa. Okay, we're talking about beyond levels of comprehension of Tzitkus of Tzitkus. Okay, let's finish the, the Omer with the Perek with this last Gemara over here. 
Am Rabbi Yechonah. Rechia bar Rabbi says, Rabbi Yechonah, Al Yispalo Aldom Elo Bayis Shish Shom Chaloynes. Person should only daven in a room. Bayis many times means room that has windows. Al Yispalo Aldom Elo Bayis Shish Shom Chaloynes. Shenemar it says the pasuk Daniel, Vichavin Pesichon. Pesichon is the openings, the windows. Vichavin Pesichon Lei Beilise. Neged Yerushalayim. Okay. Am Rabbi Kahano. It's a chutzpah for a person who davens in the open field. And the understanding is it's a lack of sneers because he's, he's, he's not going to be able to focus his davening properly. Now the truth is, in regards to the windows, and the Mepharshim explained that there should be 12 windows in a shul, corresponding to the 12 shvatim, also corresponding to the fact that there are Twelve different, each shavit's tefillah would go up his channel up to Shemayim. Okay, fine. The Emma says, we're supposed to be looking in our sitter when we're davening. So why does it make a difference if you have windows in the shul or not? In the room you're davening also. So the Mepharshim explained, we learned this by the Mishterush here as well, that when a person is davening, but let's say he needs a little chizik, let's say he's, uh, he needs to give himself some chizik in his davening. So you look up to the Shemayim, you look up to the heavens, and you remind yourself, and then you get back into Mechazik, your, your kavana. We just said that a person who's davening in an open place, it's like a little expression of like an arrogance. The Kaisel Maravi is the open plaza over there. That's a makum of Yiro. That's a place of Yiro. That's a place which is meyuchet for Tvilah. So a place which is designated for davening. That's not a problem. Generally speaking, it's not the most appropriate thing for a person to be davening outside in such an open place. It it uh, takes away from Kavana. Of Omar, oh, they asked a question by Yitzchak. But that was the makum Kavua. Makum Kavua. They, they, asked, they asked by Yitzchak. They asked, they asked, yeah. Very good question. It's, an, it's a chutzpah, also if a person publicizes his averus. When is this a person that is a chutzpah? That's Shnemar, Ashri, Nisoy, Pasha, Pesha, Kisoy, Chata. person who does averus should not be publicizing the averus between Adam Lomakam, between man and Hashem. If a person publicizes his averus, it's like he's cheapening the mitzvahs of Hashem. When it comes with Adam Lechaveroi, if a person did something wrong to his friend, then he should ask Mechila from his friend. That's not what we're discussing over here. That this person is, is praised that he's Nesoi Pesha, that he Kisoi Chato, he covers up the Avera. That's once again, Ben Adam Lomakoim, Hadron Allah, Ein Eindim, Hadron Allah, Ein Eindim, Hadron Allah, Ein Eindim, Mitz Hashem, we continue tomorrow with the sixth parak in Brachas Daflam Rei, Ketzad Mevarachim.